So let me tell you all something about Sharita, those that don't know her. So like she said, she wants to do all the things and she wants to do all the things all the time. And she comes up with these fantastic ideas. But the thing is, there is not enough time in the day. There, the 24 hours aren't going to hold it. The seven days a week no. aren't going to hold it. No. And so this has helped. I have seen this has helped you slow down. You know, there's a speed limit. Kind of stick is, to that is. speed limit and not there go is. over because you could crash. This is the Bad Life Choices Podcast, where our outspoken, opinionated, and caffeinated hosts break down a life choice we can all relate to. Tune in as True Originals' Sharita Janelle and her godmother Maria have funny and candid conversations, explore life's pitfalls, and inspire you to make better life choices. Here we go. I have a question for you. What is the question today? As always. So my question is, well, let me preface it by saying, I know that you go to therapy and I love Ashley. You, you, I know you love your therapist. And so I want to ask you what is, since today's, um, today's episode is about not going to therapy if you need it. And, um, since I do not go to therapy, Maria has so many strong opinions. So many strong therapy. opinions, but they're not—they're not bad. But you just have very strong opinions. I do, like. and but let me just say, those opinions are solely about me, just about yes. me. I think therapy is great for those people that use it and that love it. I know that therapy would not be great for me. <laughs> that is all I am saying. But I don't have a bad. Um, I don't have a bad feeling about therapy. I'm just saying for me, I know it is not what I need. And that's fine. I said, so, but what so was, what was the, the question, question was, what is your yes. favorite thing about therapy? Like, what is the best thing about it? What has it done for you that you feel you would not have accomplished or been able to accomplish without it? Okay. So I have been with my current therapist for over a year now. I think it's not, we're going on a year and a half. And I've, I I had a therapist prior just for a short period of time, I think during COVID because life was life and as everybody knows. And then I did talk to someone prior um, when I was married too. I, it was like a minus couple counseling. Minus couple. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just me. So I will say most recently though, because of all the life changes and everything that I've gone through, like move, divorce, um, just changing, not necessarily careers, but just my overall work schedule. The main thing that I think that my therapist has helped me with is accountability. Okay. And there has been, there's some issues that like, I, I, everyone knows their, their major issues. And, and I'll even tell you one of them, like one of them is I used to like avoid very difficult conversations like and I've slowly been able to confront stuff through the therapy because her keeping me accountable for the things that I said that I want to do and the way that I picture my life looking like and making sure that I'm taking the steps to accomplish those things okay so that's huge so, that's a big plus yes, and that's why yes. I am an advocate for therapy for those that it does good for I honestly am um, yeah. And, and for me specifically, like, because like I was just telling you, my brain goes like a hundred miles an hour and this kind of like it, it, she's helped me like really, first of all, recognize that, that 
may not be normal as opposed to dealing with it, being able to manage it. Because like, I am, I'm one of these, like, I think like highly, um, like inner, not just energetic, but productive people. I'm constantly doing things. And sometimes it's to my detriment because I'm doing all the things when I really should just be focusing on one thing, breathe. Let's focus on the things we can change, not the things we can't. And she she introduced the serenity prayer to me. I'm like, I'm not an alcoholic. It has nothing She's to do like, with being an alcoholic. Not- <laughs> right. That's what I found out too. So- I mean, you've just heard it at AA meetings, but I mean, not you yourself have heard it on the but oh, on television, well, yeah, on television, right. that's what they say. I'm like, I was like, I'm not an alcoholic. She said, I didn't say that. Right. What are you talking about? See, it's these, like- it's these perceptions that we have. But she's learned, or she has taught you to have some wusa moments. Yes. And to breathe. Yes, yes. take deep breaths yes. and just go and, with it. And if you didn't know, breathing yeah, is Yeah, important. so you know, you might want to do that. You <laughs> might want to make sure that the breathing is okay. Because, you know, if you don't have the oxygen, yes. there's going to be a flat line somewhere. I'm just saying. So I think, so I made the choice because I was, like I said, we always talk about self-awareness and I pride myself on being self-aware and, and having people call me out when I'm not and recognizing that and being able to make changes as a result. But the thing is though, there's people who aren't self-aware who are walking around with issues and they're not True. talking to anyone. And as we have seen through late, lately, especially stuff that's been going on with kids at school getting bullied. And, you know, we see reports on the news about tragedies that have happened. It's the thing that, that there, there is depression is a real thing and people aren't necessarily taking the steps to get the help they need. So this is why we focused on this. And this is like, I think it's like world health, mental health day is coming up or just passed. So I wanted to make sure we highlight this because I do think that, that there's, there's important things to be gained if you go Absolutely. if you need it, if if you need it. I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna tell anyone to go to therapy. And I'm not gonna However, tell anyone not to go to therapy. But if I see you struggling and you aren't doing anything about it, I'm gonna I'm gonna tap on your shoulder and be like, mm, maybe you. But should that's okay. That's okay. So, that's yes. what people are yes. here to do for their friends and their loved ones and everything else. So, so for all those who are like. I don't need this. What we we want to go through some of the reasons why people do go to therapy. What is the acceptable social any not even acceptable reasons? You, whatever reason you have to go, whether it's made up made or not. Well, I mean, like if you just want someone to talk to, honestly, if you have the money and you want to pay somebody that, to talk to, exactly. That's fine but too. you you already um, touched on one because you said I'm not an alcoholic when she yeah. said you know she told you about the serenity prayer. So obviously we know. Um, addiction is a big reason for people to go to therapy. Uh, yes. And the, the, I mean, like just actual, um, rehab itself, it's, it is just localized. It's therapy minus all right. of your vices. Exactly. But <laughs> there are so many other reasons for people to go to therapy. So you mentioned, yep. you also mentioned that you, while you were married, you were going to therapy. So it's, um, you know, relationships play a big role in therapy and not just yes. marriages or significant others, but a lot of times people go no. to therapy to manage their, you know, their relationships with family members, to manage their relationships with yes. coworkers, to manage their relationships yes. with friends. See, and that, that was what I was going to touch on. If you need to go to therapy because of your friend, but maybe you're the I problem. Mean, maybe really- it's you. 
Maybe you're the problem. Okay. Maybe it's not your friend. Maybe it's you. Okay. 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 So you want to be a better friend. Correct. Okay. So then, I okay, mean, okay. if you're going to therapy because you have a good. shitty friend, you need to just dump that friend. And right. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. I was like, yeah, honey, no, don't pay the money but I'm to saying, figure it out. But if you have a friend if, if and you, a good friend and you are being uh, problematic in that friendship, then you need to learn yes. how to deal with your issues so that you can be a better friend. You know, better okay. that, that, daughter, that, a better that, husband, a better <laughs> father, a better yes. whatever. So yeah. Yeah, that that is also good. I mean, and funny thing, the one thing on the list too was sleep issues. And people don't really think about going to therapy when you can't sleep, but sleep therapy, because I mean, it's not, therapy isn't just sitting on a sofa talking to someone, but sometimes there is some blockages. There's something going on. You need someone to be able to coach you through techniques that help you accomplish a goal. And if sleeping better is your goal, and you have tried things and it's not working, then maybe the, these people, they went to school for this. So they clearly may know some exercises, some, some activities, some mind calming, some Absolutely. techniques you can use to, to so, get a better night's um, sleep. Another yes. thing that I've seen that people go to therapy for, I have a friend of a friend whose son was moving across country to go to um, attend a university. And she had a major fear of flying huge. Oh, yes. But she had an even bigger drive to see her child. So she went to therapy to get over her phobia, to get over her fear of flying. And with, like you said, techniques and exercises, you know, she didn't have to, you know, pop pills and, you know, have a, have a cocktail. I was going to say, you want to fly? (laughs) There's a bottle, there's a bottle of tequila. Well, exactly. I mean, you could always go that route. You could always do the tequila, but she wanted to manage her phobia to conquer her phobia because her desire to see her child, because it was easier for her to travel than her child was greater than her fear of flying. So she decided that she was going to go see a therapist and do whatever she needed to do to get over this phobia. And now she travels all the time. And did it, see, look, look, look at that. Look at the therapy. <laughs> look at the therapy. So I am all for the therapy. I'm just saying, if you need it. Well, that, I mean, that's, that is great. I think that's a good point. Um, sometimes, I mean, in depression, I talk about that. And a lot of times, so I was... I was depressed and didn't know it one God. time. <laughs> I always have a story, story of your life. I didn't know it <laughs> accidentally. Um, it just happened. I was no. It was it. It did just happen though. But it was with an interaction with the medication that I was on. Um, that that they said it could have been a possible side effect, and I was like, oh okay. But it wasn't. I didn't know. And until I call, I, I was on the phone with my friends telling them they didn't care about me. And one of my one of my friends, her, her mother uh, was a nurse. And she's like, did you change any medicines recently? And I was like, yes, actually, I did. She's like, mm-hmm. get off of that, because I think it's making you depressed. And I was like, oh, but sometimes you slip into a depression, sure. a depressive state. And um and you, you, you aren't aware of it either. You can tell, you can see yourself withdrawing, but you don't know what, what's causing it, what yeah. the problem is. Um, and talking to someone can definitely be and helpful. I think you in that touched sense. on the whole COVID um, thing earlier. Yeah. COVID was yes. huge where a lot of people became depressed. A lot of people had stress because, you know, their, their, um, 
financial situation was devastated. Um, a lot of people had anxiety. And I think a lot of people started to seek therapy during that time. Um, there was a lot going on. I remember, I, I do remember the day that I sat on the kitchen floor and I cried. Um, but I got up. Right. I'm not there. Still not on the <laughs> floor, which is a good thing. Just, um, different state, different floor on the sofa now. But yeah, it's hard. So, I mean, so that we, we clearly, anytime if you have an issue and you need someone to talk to, you can go to therapy. But th so, but why people don't go. And I think, I think it, that is the real issue, breaking that down. And I think that one of the biggest things could be because you're just, people are scared to face Absolutely. A hundred percent. Like, having to confront those deep dark demons and things that you have just been sliding under the rug forever it is it's hard and and i never forget my first therapy session with my with ashley she's like so what brings you in today girl let how me much tell time you. we got ashley how much time i i she says she wished she had recorded the session i, I do a virtual through one of the apps, because you know my life is on the app. Um, she said I probably listed off like 13, 14 things um, that were bothering me. Like, and I went into detail with all of them and just like, okay, well, oh. our time is up. I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> and it could have been, and I could have, I could have done more because then like, it's like one of those things, like once, once you get over your fear of like talking to someone about it, then like sometimes the floodgates just open and you're realizing oh, this is a problem. Is this a problem? And then this is a problem. And then like when I was three, oh, I fell God. off the school the, the swing and no one came to pick me up. And I feel like I, I feel you know, abandoned like because I was sitting there by the swing set and no one came swing. for me. Not making light of people, you know, and their abandonment issues. Yes. No, but see, but the, this is but the thing. But you might not know that you have abandonment issues. Exactly. See? I didn't know. <laughs> and, but the thing is though it's not just when you when you actually start giving all the issues it's then the work that you have to do right. to fix it because you know i know that this was not going to be like oh let me just tell you my problem once and then next week you'll tell me how to fix it and then ta-da so I'm exactly here. that's i think that is one of the reasons why people don't do it is because of the time commitment yeah that it takes. And yes. a lot of people are skeptical and think, is this going to work? Am I only right, if you do the but work? Am I putting in all this time? And at the end, I'm not going to have anything to show for it. A lot of people are skeptical because yes. of that. And, and that's the thing, but it, you well, won't know. And that's true. Out. That is true. Um, I think another reason that people don't want to go to therapy or avoid going to therapy is because they know people that have gone and haven't had good results. And that could be because mm. they themselves didn't put the work in, like you said. Um, it could be because yeah. they didn't mesh with their therapist. Because if you, you know, just like That's a doctor, I mean, if you have a doctor that you really don't care for, a primary care physician, you're going to go find another one. So it's the same thing with a therapist. Yes. But people go to one therapist exactly. and say it didn't work and then be like... I mean, did you stop getting physicals it, because you didn't like your doctor? Exactly, no, you found another exactly. doctor. So, you know, you have, you have to take all those things into consideration. Um, but I think a major, major um, roadblock for a lot of people is the cost. Um, a lot of people either mm. are uninsured, their insurance doesn't cover it. 
and that's that's the sad thing about our absolutely one hundred and fifty percent. Because mental health and mental illness should be treated as the same. I mean, because you prime. So this is the thing: you go to the doctor um, for preventative to make sure you know you get your annual blood work, all this. But at no point is there a preventative side to mental health. It's like they treat it once you've been diagnosed as schizophrenic, da, da, da. But some people are on tendencies of that, but there's no preventative so, care to make sure you let don't me interject. Crazy. So <laughs> whenever I go to the doctor and I've seen this, so I take my aunt to the doctor regularly also. I've seen it at her doctor okay. as well. This might be the preventative um, part of their mental health um, screening, let's call it, which is a joke. Okay. So I go into the doctor and, you know, they take me to the room and I talk to the assistant, the medical assistant and, oh, well, you know, why are you here to see Dr. So-and-so? And I tell them, well, you know, I'm having this pain in my knee, whatever the case is. Right. Okay. So they do the screenings, the regular screenings, take the temp, the blood pressure, you know, pulse and all that, right. Pulse socks, and then they go over my list of medications. You know, is this, is this still current? Yes. Have you felt depressed lately? No. Okay. That is it. That is it. And I have seen the same thing, different doctor with my aunt when I take her to her appointments. Have you had any feelings of depression lately? No. That's your whole screening what if you don't right. know the signs? Like, are are you are you talking to people as much as you used to? Well, no. Or do you find yourself at home all the time? Well, yes. Um, do you not want to engage in activities? Are you bathing you regularly? Joy? Seriously? Yeah. Though these are things that like you could be depressed. You can't ask yes, somebody. If, you can't ask a crack. You can't ask a crackhead if they addicted to crack. Exactly, it don't work like that. <laughs> that's going what kills to me because no. that is their big question. <laughs> that is their big question. I yeah. It is sad. That's and I'm just going to say this. I used to have this insurance through my employer and I would have to take my doctor a form and my doctor would have to do screenings to make sure that I was qualified for this program. They tested my glucose. They tested um, to make sure there was no nicotine in my system. They um, test or they, they, you know, my weight, they recorded my weight, my cholesterol, my, and then the one question was like, again, have you had any feelings of depression lately? (laughs) Like, God, are you kidding? Like, there's no test for that. Right. I mean, but that, that is your only question. And you're going to be like, Oh, she's fine. Check, check, check. And go about her, you know, her business, which is, it's, it's so sad. But anyway, I think that's a big hindrance that people cannot afford it. They don't know what to do. But also I will say, especially in the black African-American culture, there's a thing when you go to therapy, people look at you like, Oh, there's a thing in my culture too. Like, because we don't do that. It's it's like, it's it's like, who, who, I'm sorry. Did you, right. did you get crazy? Why, why, who, who, why are you telling this lady a problem? It's because I mean, in my generation and younger, like to me, everybody, I, I don't know. I don't know how many people I know that have therapists, but I know a few that don't. Me. <laughs> and, and the funny part is my generation. I, I mean, just the people that I'm close to yeah, or the people that I'm, you know, relatively close to not one has a therapist but you think of the show like billions you watch that show no but i want to okay well i'm not going to give it away but one of the characters is she they it's a 
um, a hedge fund. Um, there's one character who's her job is she's like the in-house doctor because when you get to these hard power jobs and this was a lot at stake, it becomes very stressful. So it's not even like, oh, how are you feeling today? But a lot of my friends who are in high power jobs, it's like it handling the stress of work um, and making these decisions that can cost millions of dollars. Right. Like it is, it's 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 not a stigma to say, I don't know if I can handle this because you need people to be at their prime peak mental state in order to make the company as much money as possible. And that's what the whole show is about. So, right. you know, and you'll see, you'll, you'll love the character when, she, when I will. you start watching it. So anyway, um, like you were saying before that, that is a big problem, you know, a lot of work related stress, um, and the stigma, like you were saying that goes along with it is a thing that keeps people from it. Um, a lot of people are just ignorant, to the yeah. fact that you can, you know, you can get therapy because they're not ignorant to the fact to go to a physician for something physical. Yeah. But they are ignorant to the fact that there are a plethora of people that can help them, you know, with these issues that they're having emotionally, mentally, um, and they might not even be aware that they are having these problems. And, but this is the thing too. I think that the way that our healthcare system <clears throat> works and or mm -hmm. should say doesn't work mm -hmm. is that y even if you have like a like you know like if you long winters and you get like sad seasonal affective disorder right. you know mm -hmm. and the thing is so what they're doing they advertise everything about a pill a pill will fix it a, have a pill if you're sad have a pill but there are some mental conditions that you definitely need a pill for Absolutely. But I think that we're over pill, like we're, we're over dishing with the pills and, and not, oh, not just the opioids and stuff like that, the kind of those pain pills, but just these kind of pills, these antidepressants and stuff like that. Like, oh, you're sad, take a pill. How about, why are you sad? Right. Are there some lifestyle changes that you can make? Do you go take walks? Are you getting fresh air? Do you have healthy relationships with your friends and family? Like, does work stress you out? Is your partner like, uh, supportive or awful. Like there are, there are lifestyle changes that can really change your well being. that therapists can help identify too, right. that you may not even realize that's causing you this sadness and this, this, this stress either. And, but no, but we just say, take a pill. Take yeah, a pill. exactly. So just to wrap up reasons that people don't go to therapy. Um, and I've heard this one before from, from friends of friends. Okay. People don't trust people and they don't trust that the therapist is going to keep their, um, their secrets or their issues or whatever you want to call them private. I mean, but HIPAA is a thing. HIPAA is a thing. And you are, you are absolutely correct about that. And just like attorneys. Yeah have, you know, attorney client privilege, yes. right? Like I can go to my attorney and say, yes, I did murder this person, which I did not, by the way. <laughs> but yes, I did. Uh, allegedly. Or allegedly, but you can't tell anyone. Yeah. But do they really, really keep that to themselves? Well, you or do get they tell fit? I know, but let's say they're sitting <laughs> on the couch having, you know, glass of wine or a tequila shot or whatever with their friends. And they tell their friends about a friend of a friend. Yes. Who you know, well, that's murdering the thing. this person, but it's I'm just but saying it's only, it's the identity they have to conceal. Like you cannot share, or if you know who it is, it's nothing. If it's a faceless person of nothing, 
and it cannot be connected. I think that's where the the gray the gray area is. But it the, is it is the fact a gray of the matter area. is though. I don't think the. I mean, personally, I mean, I'm sure that some of these stories in therapy are really juicy and whatnot. But no, they therapist, have to be. I mean, but, come on. Do you know but, what these people hear every day? But have you seen a therapist write a tell-all book? No, because they can't. Like, they can't exactly. <laughs> but doesn't mean that they're not telling people have behind closed doors. And some people are just very private, and they don't want that to come out, no matter to who it is. They don't want anybody else to know, you know, how serious these issues that they have are. I'm just saying. I've I heard will, it before. I'm in just, true, in true I'm Sharita fashion, though, I have tried mm-hmm. to pull information out of Ashley. I was like, "Where am I on your rank of patience? Like, how good am I? Am I bad? Like, I'm." She's like, "Sharita, can you we can't stop? do that. <laughs> you cannot do that." It was a little bit of a test, and she passed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, if she failed, would she still be your therapist? No, no. she would not. <laughs> if she, she would not, if she said I was the best one, then maybe she. Would. But what does that mean? That you were the best, or that you <laughs> need really the most help? Had some issues, exactly. But anyway, so, okay, so we've talked about why people may not go to therapy, but what we haven't touched on is what happens to those people who are really going through and struggling and don't have anybody to talk to. And let me just interject here. I I said earlier that therapy is not for me. That does not mean that I have not discussed my issues with people, but for me, and this is just for me, (laughs) I feel better talking about my issues, my struggles with people that are vested in me. But but my, that is, that's your own form of therapy though. That is my form of therapy. Well, so I, it's not like you're closed off saying, I'm not discussing my problems with people. No, is, I discuss yeah. my problems. I have, I am going to, I've said it before. I will say it again. I'm saying it now. I have the best friends on the planet and we have been a tight group of friends for decades, not years, decades. And without them, and I'm sure they feel, we all feel the same way about each other. Without them, there would have been a lot of times where I would have lost my shit because I would not have had somebody to be there for me, to listen to me, whether it was cry, vent, scream, kick, whatever, and be there and not only listen to me, but be there and help me through this. What you know, whatever help they offered, they were there. So that is my form that, of therapy. That is therapy, though. But for some people, and I've and I've experienced this too. And when I've tried to talk to friends at different times, because I am generally a very positive person, um, they're like, "Well, you can't be sad. You're the positive one." Like, like so. It is so when you are this ray of sunshine for people, and you are down sometimes they, 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 they don't understand, but if you have friends who are, who greet you for who you are and come and they hear all your problems and help you, that that's pretty much therapy in a nutshell. And, and that because, is the case. Because you, you have, you have tangible advice that you're then going to do and you're getting feedback. But if you have people who are looking at you and saying like, well, you, you, you have it all together. What do you mean you're not? You're right. like that. And then, and that's when you really kind of need to one, not just say, oh, they're right. No, like I can't necessarily talk to them. I appreciate them. I love them. They they love me, but they can't help me. So I need to talk to someone else. Right. And because if you don't have anybody that you can open up to and you can um, get advice from, then things or help turn, you through it. Things could turn kind of bad. It can turn very bad. I've had I've had kids. You know, I, you know, I I'm a retired teacher. I've had students not come to school 
because of issues that they're going through. And I had to, you know, then talk to their parents and I had to kind of get their parents some venues for them to get their children help. Um, and these kids needed to see someone, talk to someone before they were able to resume a normal school schedule again. And that's not just kids. I've seen that happen with adults. I've worked with people that that's happened with, that their issues, their mental health issues have, have stopped them from coming to work. They, yeah. they could not function. So that is a big negative, you know, um, impact that you can have if you are not getting some type of therapy and from somewhere. And stress can manifest, bleh, bleh, bleh. Stress, manifest, <laughs> stress can manifest itself in so many ways. When you're stressed, your cortisol levels go up and that can cause stroke that can cause heart attack, that can cause high blood pressure. I mean, there are so many medical related illnesses that are measurable, that are based on stress, which is technically not measurable. It's just how stressed are you on a scale from right. one to 10? Like, exactly. So, I mean, and- My doctor's office has smiley faces on the wall. Oh, which 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 one has a little- the- <laughs> Which one it, it, has the middle finger up saying, go fuck yourself? That's the one I carry. No, um, it's got little, you know, faces on the wall, little emojis on the wall. And one is this big, bright, smiley face like, woohoo, I'm great. You know, and the other one is this horrible frowny face that doesn't have tears, but it probably should. Yeah. But, and there's a range in between. And like you said, not much time is spent. But there's, but that's not, a, that's not even accurate though. I mean, it just doesn't go from smiling to not smiling. No, it's not accurate. You can't just, you can't tell Do you a person's mental many? health state by that. Well, An emoji know? does not solve that. Well, that's the thing though. There are a lot of emojis. I think there's always an emoji you can find. I've yet to been like going through all the emojis to be like, nope, 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 nope. I've always found the one. They've got a new one that the face looks like it's like, ooh. Like, oh, I haven't seen that one yet, but okay. <laughs> if you heard the sound, imagine what that face looks like. Right. I I'll can, send, I've got a good picture in my head. We'll post it. Um, okay. But yes. But yeah. And I was like, oh, this one's new. That's how I feel now. So. <laughs> See. Um, but yeah, so all, of, but on a more serious note though, so I, one of the reasons that I wanted to do this episode too, because I have not directly been, but been one step away from people who have taken their life because of depression, because of anxiety, because of things that they were dealing with that they no longer could. And a lot of these people were walking around with smiles on their face. You would have, and you would have never known. I mean, we've even seen it in media recently. The the dancer Stitch. Um, yeah, that, is, that yeah. was so sad. What about Robin Williams? Him, um, the former Miss uh, USA. Yeah, who it's sad. J- jumped out of her New York apartment like yeah, two, uh, two years ago? Beautiful. I mean, gorgeous woman. These educated. are people that you would think they have all this stuff going for them, yes. and you would never know that they are dying inside. And that's the thing too. A lot of people put on that Dr. Smiley face when they're really the other face that's not there. And because they don't want to deal with, and who knows whether they don't want to deal with the problem. They don't want to have the effects of it. They don't want people to see them suffering because whatever the case may be, people think I'm the happy person. I have to remain happy. Right. And it's sad because we don't know how many of these incidents could have been 
prevent it. And just an FYI, did you know that suicide, death by suicide, is the second leading cause of death in the age group of 10 to 34? 10. 10. A 10-year-old. That, that that's, that's insane. That makes me want to throw up. That makes me want to cry. 10 years old. There is no reason any child should ever feel that bad. Yeah. But if they do, if they're on the road, if you notice it, they're, they can talk to somebody. Absolutely. Hopefully. Hopefully. But that's and your job as a parent. I have yes. so much to say about this and I'm not going to go into a rant. Yeah. That is your job as a parent. Be on top of your game yeah. and interact with your children and know what your children are going through because they're children. You're yeah. an adult. Get yeah. your shit together and make sure you take care of your children. Side I mean, but, on the, but there's also the other parents. We're going to put you in therapy because you don't like to wear sweaters when it's cold. Maybe. You know what, Becky? Stop it. <laughs> I, just stop it. He's like, he's like, Mom, I want to wear a t-shirt. It's cold outside. You clearly don't understand your body. We're going to have you talk to someone. Like, <laughs> okay. that's that's going a little overboard, a yes, little too much. Yes, yes. But um, we were talking earlier about the different uh, types of help that you can receive, yes. and you were saying um, about the medication yes. and about getting medicated. So, of all the types of therapists out there, the only ones that can prescribe medication are psychiatrists. Psychiatrists, they're medical doctors. Correct. Psychiatrists yes. go to medical school. They are medical doctors. They can prescribe all the pills, and they are not just prescribing <laughs> you made, pills. You made, you made it seem like it was a good thing. They can get all they, the pills. They can get all just the pills. Give them, just give them a call. Right. Tell them what you want, and they they will they will. Write you a script. No, they, they are the ones that people with serious men, uh, mental health issues that, you know, have some kind of a relation to biology, they can write you the prescriptions for them. Um, but the downside that that is, that's a plus because some people need that. Some people that have, um, bipolar disorder need to be medicated, right? I'm just giving an example, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. The downside to a psychiatrist is that they don't do counseling. No. And so many times people that see psychiatrists also see someone else. They couple that with another form of therapy. Um, psychologists are big ones that work with psychiatrists because the psychologist cannot do the prescription of the meds, but the psychologist has other techniques and mechanisms that someone can use to, you know, to cope with things and does do the counseling. Yes. Yes. What and is Ashley? She is a licensed psychologist. Okay. She has an MBA and, or no, she has no, a she doesn't, or she, no, she would be she <laughs> working on not, wall street, but okay. She's not, that's, that's what, that's my field. She has yeah. a master's degree. Yes. Yeah. So, like, so psychologists yes. are big ones and, um, being in the schools, um, counselors, Yes. are also big ones. So um, we've had a lot of children that have different issues and they, you know, we're the first point of contact for them because we're in the classroom with them. But when you see it's something that is a little deeper, that needs more attention, then you refer the child to a counselor and the counselor has the background to guide this child through steps and through, um, through exercises and things that are going to help them with their problems. So counselors are also um, a good choice for therapists. And in the school, we also have social workers. Okay. And, and then, well, they also have social workers in, in hospitals too, that generally yes. they, they may 
talk to you. I mean, like, I'm not sure what level, but I know sometimes they bring them in if, if, if that's under the psychiatrist level, sometimes a social worker will, if you have problems at home, they'll talk to you about that and whatnot and make sure that you're getting the right services that can help, help you deal with whatever that you're, you're needing to deal with. Exactly. And a lot of times social workers will do, they'll, you know, they will talk to you one-on-one, but a lot of times they will do group therapy too. Yeah. And a lot of like addiction meetings, you know, NAAA, um, Gamblers Anonymous, all those things. A lot of times they're run by social workers and social workers are also a good point of um, therapy for people to reach out to. Probably, now it's not probably a good time to mention that my favorite bar here in Austin is called Group Therapy. Nope, okay. not a good time. Okay. <laughs> but a okay. great name for it though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's down the street from Codependent. So is it really? Yes. No, it is yes. not. Yes, codependence down the street. Yeah. Oh, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Okay. Where is Hangover? Is that is that near there too? I'm just asking. <laughs> no, but there is the 13 stepping off the wagon in New York, though. So <laughs> Lord Jesus. Okay. Um, but you said before that you do your therapy virtually, correct? I do. I love it. Okay. So why do you like the virtual aspect? Because I ain't got to leave my house. See, <laughs> exactly. And if I were to do therapy, it would totally be virtual because I can sit on my couch. Yes. I can, you know, be in the waiting room at the doctor's office. It's probably not the best place for it because yeah. I'm spilling my guts. And yeah. you know, no, no, don't do, no, you should telling do it all in, the things. I would do not it, do it there. You could do it in your car. If you, I could do it in my car waiting yes. for my appointment, you yes. know, so virtual be the way to go for me. However, but virtual there, can be phone or video. So it doesn't yes. have to be, it doesn't have to be both. If you don't want to see the person, you just want to talk, you can do that. But I like to see the person. We need to have. Oh, I did. If I'm talking to somebody, I need to see you. And I mean, she always has a new hairstyle and new nail color. So we all, I mean, I need to see, I need to see what the girls do. Need to yeah, see. <laughs> need to see, you know, where, where it's at. So, yes. but um, a lot of people are not comfortable with the virtual thing. They need somebody in front of them. They, they, they need that to feel the connection, right? Well, also I think so for some people, it is good to leave your surroundings, especially if your issues have to do with something you're dealing with at home. If that you, is a very if, good point. If, you're with, if it's about your partner or your children, you know, things that, that, is surrounded in that environment, it is best to do therapy in a safe, clean space so you can separate yourself from the things that are bringing you stress and have a, a clear area to, to really work through your problems. Excellent point. So yes. next question for you. Mm -hmm. How did you find Ashley? So I, I was lucky. So I, well, first thing, so I use, so there's a couple of online systems. Um, one is called BetterHelp, and I'm a lot of people have seen that advertised. They're great. So there's BetterHelp, um, and then there's a company called Headway too. So I actually, so I actually just switched to Headway, um, but I started through BetterHelp. And basically you go through and you do a little questionnaire of let them know like what your issues are. So what you're having problems with, what your preferences are. Do you want a therapist that's religious? Do you care about their race? Do you care about their age? Are you LGBTQI um, tolerant? Do you want someone who understands those issues? Or, you know, So I think they do a good job of kind of matching you with, with someone who specializes in what you need. I was lucky because I matched with her and it was been, it's been great. I've had other people who I've recommended to them and their therapist wasn't a good fit. So they end up having to switch. But like you said, it doesn't always work out to where things, you know, are, right. are great. And sometimes you, you never know until you talk to someone just because they specialize in what you need doesn't mean you're going to have a good, you know, relationship with them. 
Exactly. Um, so you searched online and mm-hmm. you were able to find a fantastic therapist who you have a yes. great relationship with. Yes. Um, <clears throat> you can also, you know, ask your primary care doctor because yeah. primary care doctors have, you know, they are like the center of your treatment, right? And they have knowledge of all these different specialists. Yes. So whether it is a psychiatrist, whether it's a different type of behavioral, you know, mental health specialist, they will have recommendations for you. And then you can, you know, research those, um, you know, those choices that they've given you and you can see which one you think is the best fit for you. Um, um Go ahead. No, I was also say you can also ask a friend. The exactly. Thing, the thing about, so, but if you're in a certain state though, because depending on the virtual help, certain states have laws to where you have to be in that state in order to receive treatment in that state. So if you don't spend at least 50% of your time in that state, you can't have a provider that's out of state. So if you're local and you like someone, ask a friend. And I guarantee that I'm actually say I guarantee. Um, but I, I like recommendations and I know for some people they might be like, Oh, I don't want my therapist to know my friends because then she might say something. But that's, that's their job to segment, to take everyone's problems for what they are. And I think that if you, if you have someone who's great at dealing with your problems, there's no reason she can't help someone who you know as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I ask for recommendations for, you know, doctors, physical doctors. (laughs) (laughs) No, for, I mean, I, I had a doctor, as a matter of fact, I had a doctor that I went to because your mother was going to her. Oh, okay. that I loved. Yeah. Yeah. Loved her. Couldn't go to her after a while because my um, insurance changed. My insurance changed. Yeah. My employer changed my insurance, which really pissed me off because I really liked her. Yeah. But so now at that point, I don't want to just pick some random doctor, you know, go on their website and pick some random doctor. So I asked some people, I asked around and got a few recommendations and then researched those people. And that's how I came to be with my current doctor who I also really like, but you know, it makes me feel better when I know somebody else has had a positive experience. Um, I'm just on the apps swiping. I know you are. You're just an app queen, whatever. But you know, and the bottom line is let's say you're in a new city. Let's say, you know, you don't have any friends there or family that, you know, that see anyone regularly that can recommend someone to you, you know, you can always call your insurance company and, um, because you want to make sure too, you want to know what your coverage is. So you can always call them, tell them what you're looking for and they can also guide you. you Yeah. And some of these people, you talk about costs and something we didn't talk about before, they see people on sliding scales. So if you are a broke hoe, you can pay broke hoe prices because they're not going to charge you $200 an hour. Um, because they understand that there should not be a cost restraint in order to get your mental health needs met. So it's a sliding scale. You say that, uh, right now I'm not working that much, pay what you can, that kind of thing. So don't let that be a hindrance. Um, because, you know, and like I said, some people do take insurance. My copay is like $5. I was like, girl, we should talk every day. She's like, okay, so let's, let's not, <laughs> let's not. See, no, I mean, you have, you have great insurance. Don't let, don't let cost be an issue. I, I mean, honestly, any of these, any of these issues that we came up with or the reasons you don't go fine, fine. If you really need help, try <laughs> reach deep down to find a way to over overcome it and take the first step get the help you need. There's no, there's, there's, there's people out there that are ready 
who enjoy their job, who want to see you thrive, want to see you in a better mental state than where you are right now. Absolutely. And, you know, there's always someone to talk to, whether it's a professional, whether it's a friend, whether it's a colleague, whether it's a neighbor, whether it's a family member, just don't close yourself off. Don't be by yourself because that can lead to so many, you know, terrible things like we talked about. And if you are really like at your wits end and you feel like there's no reason for you to even be here anymore, which is a serious, serious matter, you can always reach out and call the suicide hotline and, and somebody is going to help you through because you are important, you do matter, and you deserve to be happy. So the number is what, Sharita? It's just 988. They made it real simple. Instead of 911, it's 988. And it'll connect you to someone, a a counselor, a social worker, someone who is ready to talk to you. And um, we're also going to include links to BetterHelp, to Headway, and some other mental health resources in our show notes. And like I said, we didn't mean to end this on so heavy. I know normally we're like all light and and upbeat, but you know, sometimes doing the doing the work and taking a moment and thinking about issues and ways that you can improve them in your life is important and we absolutely so reach out and get yourself some help get your friends some help just try and be better yeah sometimes we you know we we always make a foolishness about these bad life choices but sometimes they can be detrimental to yourself so we don't want you to feel like just because you've made a bad life choice that your life is over and you know like i said talk to people they're, they're, they're no one's perfect. I'm just no, saying. I mean, I mean, they're not. Nobody is. No one is perfect. We no. all make we all make bad life choices. The important thing is you learn from it and you you make better choices in the future. And that's what we that's what we want to reiterate. Bad choice, good story, lesson learned. Thanks so much for listening. Like what you've heard. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, like this episode, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more bad life choices. Tune in next week.